Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new conversation with me, Darwin Keesbury. And today I'm happy to have with me as a guest, Leanne Roberts, who is the co-founder of She Loves Tech. Leanne, thank you for joining me. Thanks, Darwin, for having me. It's really a pleasure and an honor to be here. Yeah, so first of all, we, we've never met, right? So we've never met. No, uh, We never. made a connection through social media. I started following yes. your, your professional journey. And today, the topic of conversation is on International Women's Day. Um, and I've been doing this now, Leanne, for about eight months, nine months, uh, weekly conversations where the underlying theme is on growth and success. So those are going to be themes that we go in and out of. Um, but before I say anything else, maybe in your own words, um, tell us what you do. Because I know from your profile, you're a co-founder of Sheila's Tech. You're an investor. Uh, you're involved in a few other things here and there as well. But uh, the floor is yours. What do you do, Leanne? Well, um, like you say, I do quite a few things. Um, primarily, my primary responsibility is with She Loves Tech. Mm. Um, my baby, um, so I'm the co-founder of She Loves Tech. Yeah. We are the world's largest startup competition and accelerator for women in technology. Yeah. And we're in 20 other countries around the world. Um, mm. I'm also an angel investor and an mm. LP um, into two funds. Um, here in Southeast Asia, and we focus on investing in tech startups. Mm -hmm. um, I, I love mentoring mm -hmm. and um, advising for companies. Mm -hmm. So I'm the lead mentor at the Singapore Tourism Board Accelerator. They have wow. a tech accelerator, so I'm the lead mentor there. And I'm also a mentor and advisor um, for CRIP, which is a social enterprise um, to wow. help women entrepreneurs become successful. Okay, so I, I take it you're you don't have a normal nine to five kind of a day then, Leanne. No, no, no. My my job is my I breathe, I live it, and I breathe it every day, every second. Okay, sure. So a little bit more about She Loves Tech, right? So we'll, we'll talk about that first. Um, I was just reading from the website. So She Loves Tech, as you touched on, is a global platform committed to building an ecosystem for tech entrepreneurship and innovation uh, geared towards women. So it's um, created, um, I guess, with women in mind, creating opportunities for women. Uh, it's the world's largest tech startup, as you mentioned, uh, focused on women-led and women-impact businesses. Um, so how did this all happen? Was it like a, by design, a bit of a happy coincidence? You saw a, a niche and a gap, you, you filled it. How did it all start, Leanne? Kind of a mixture of everything you've just said. Um, so mm. this was 2015. Yeah. Um, and what we had realized, I have two other co-founders and there were so many tech startup competitions, but mm. they were built by men and they yeah. primarily had male tech entrepreneurs join it. Yeah. And there, you know, sometimes you would have a token woman here and there. Yeah. Yeah. But there were just not many women who mm. were up on a global stage. And, yeah. you know, we found actually that there were amazing women um, building yeah. amazing technologies mm. um, and they were just not getting um, the recognition. Um, they were just not getting featured um, and they deserved so much more. And yeah. so we then built She Loves Tech um, mm. to give them a global platform, a global stage to mm. showcase them. 
Um, yeah. So when we started off uh, in 2015, it was yeah. actually just a passion project. Yeah. And, you I know, yeah. everybody was doing it on the side. Um, <laughs> and we all had our individual jobs and yeah. things that we were doing. But yeah. it's just grown beyond us. She mm. Loves Tech has taken over our lives. Um, mm. And we've all had to leave our individual roles and just yeah. do this full time. Because yeah. being in 20 other countries, I mean, just the three of us alone is not even enough to be able <laughs> <laughs> to run the way that it's grown. Yeah. So tell me back to the, one of the first few events or gatherings. Like, are we talking tens of people, hundreds of people? So bring me back yeah. to the first forum or, or networking or conference uh, yeah so take us back it was it was actually a lot smaller um mm. right now i mean right now we have thousands of people right all around yeah. the world i mean we have yeah. two thousand startups um a <laughs> thousand startups each year join us um but Love back it. then you know it was really small um but we had done our first one in beijing mm. and it was really interesting because beijing yeah. is such a hub okay. for innovation yeah. Um, and for technology and yeah. it was just great um, to mm. be able to hold it there and then you know we realized that there were so many more people and more countries that wanted to be mm. part of this so it was yeah. very small we had 10 um, we had 10 finalists mm. um, just one one event yeah. um, and then right now it's just grown it's exploded mm. yeah. <laughs> In terms of the flow of the event, um, the, the program, the conference, is it like a, a boot camp style where you've got like three days to do a bit of a crash course and build and code and sell and, and grow? Is that the, the general concept or is it slightly different? So it's, uh, it, um, it has elements of what you just talked about, but it has a lot more um, kind of before they actually end up with us in Beijing. So what yeah. they do is that they first apply. Yeah. Um, they get screened multiple times. Um, <laughs> they make it to their local finals. Um, okay. So for okay. example, let, let's say, let's uh, do um, an example of India. So mm. in India, we have many different rounds because India is yeah. such a big country. So we would then screen them by each region. Yeah. And then they then participate. Um, yeah. They then have a national um, right. okay. final. Gotcha. Then the finalist um, gets flown fully sponsored to sure. Beijing, okay. where we have a very intense whole week long of boot okay. camps. Gotcha. We give them, you know, workshops, we give them pitch trainings, we give them one-to-one -one mentorship, we bring them to the coolest companies. Mm. Um, so in the past, we brought them to ByteDance, which is mm. the number one valued startup in the world. I think it's mm. something like $74 billion in valuation right now. <laughs> only, only $74 billion. <laughs> only, four, yeah, only $74 billion. We also bring them to Xiaomi, yeah. which is right now a, a household yeah. brand for many. Yeah. Um, yeah. We bring them as well to um, Baidu. So yeah. they get to see really interesting large tech companies yeah. and get to interact with executives who okay. tell them how the company was started. And these Chinese companies move so quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, so they so get it, to see the speed of execution. They get okay. to see the kind of innovations being done. It's, okay. it's pretty amazing. So it's not just a, I'm just going to rock up for the weekend and have a go with the flow this is like properly planned and screened and structured yes. it's not a case Sarah Sarah I'll just go and try my luck sort of a thing um many people do try <laughs> their luck <laughs>
but you know it's quite an intense it's over a whole year Um, and at each stage even at the local stage each Mm. finalist at the local round is also paired to mentors so Mm. they really get a lot of value through the year being part of Sheila's tech yeah would you say that as a whole is the greatest achievement or if we're going to take a few layers off are there any kind of key highlights from the last five years of she loves tech leanne um i think our key highlight was um that past she loves tech startups have raised more than 100 million USD wow. in funding after Great. being part of She Loves Tech. And Great. this is what we set out to do because yeah. we wanted more yeah. tech women founders to be funded. Yeah. And so through the different uh, support that we've given to yeah. the different networks that they've gained through She Loves Tech, they've been mm-hmm. able to raise like enormous rounds um, in their own startups and that ha- has helped them greatly. Great, so that's great. something I'm very, very proud of. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, I've been involved in many a pitch boot camp competition um, in the years gone by. <laughs> uh, a common theme, uh, as you would appreciate, is failing. <laughs> oh, right? yes. So, uh, and fail fast. Know, fail yeah, fast. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so uh, back in the day when, you know, there was a few different uh, boot camp or competitions, I'd I'd go to a few friends, let's build something, weekend, crash, boom, bang, um, only to, you know, not make it through to round one, round two. So a lot of what you're saying resonates because there's this up and down, the highs and lows of that journey from going from ideation to uh, pitching in front of a panel of, of investors to actually scoring your first round of funding. Um, a lot of that is, uh, I mean, it's, I think people who who aren't in that world don't realize how crazy it is, how um, I guess stressful it is as well, but how rewarding it is to see yeah. uh, if you just stick stick to your guns and just hustle and, and do all the necessary step-by-step things and, and to ask for help, um, you go from stage to stage to strength to strength. Yeah. Um, mm. So we deal, we deal with quite a wide, wide range as well of startups. Mm. Mm. Um, but the thing that we do do is that we don't do the ideation stage mm. of startups. We do um, re- early stage startups that have at least an MVP. So this okay. is at least a minimal viable product or okay. prototype yes. and that they would have had a little bit of traction. So yeah. what we come in and do is really just take them to the next level. You know, right. we help them with their business model. We help yeah. them scale. We help them get into countries wow. that okay. they haven't been able to get into because right. we have networks in over 20 countries. Yeah. Because yeah. we have Sheila's Tech in over 20 countries, yeah. we're and- able to help them do that. And are we talking like a big core team or are you like a three person team or like (laughs) give me a bit of a behind the scenes look into how that all happens. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So um She Loves Tech is run very, very, very lean. Nice. Um Love it. so we have we have local teams all around the world. Okay. We rely a lot on volunteers. Yeah. So we have hundreds of volunteers around the world. Great. I mean, I think Great. just in China alone we have, <laughs> you know, a few hundred volunteers. Mm. Um and we also rely on our core team. So our core team sits half mm. in Singapore. Um, which is our global headquarters, yeah. and then half yeah. in Beijing and China. We, uh, our core team, <laughs> yeah. I would say, um, both full time and part time, is about we have about twenty of us. Okay, okay, and that's yeah. a that's a that's a big team, you know. Cause, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's not like in the hundreds and the thousands, but um, I've got a bit of an events management and conferencing background, so I know the 
I can appreciate the intricacies of handling things and you know personalities and different portfolios and accounts. But let's let's take a step forward, Leanne. Um, yeah. So zooming on, zooming in on success. How would you complete the sentence? Success is dot dot dot. Hmm. Uh, well, I think that success <laughs> is both short term. You can look at success in a short term way and in a long term yeah. way. Sometimes, to me, a short term success is just you know keeping myself, keeping my husband, <laughs> keeping my business alive, and yeah. that's my short term success. Sure. Um, long term success, I really see it. I think in three different uh, big mm. ways. The yeah. first one is: Are you growing towards your ideal self? You know, and this is something that's really important to me yeah. and to my yeah. success. Yeah. Um, the second one for me is, you know, are you being respected and loved mm. by the people who are who matter to you, mm. right? Who you think are important, and mm. this could be your family, it could be your friends, it mm. could be your community, right? It could yeah. be your colleagues. It's yeah. just, you know, are you being loved and respected by yeah. that core group of people that you deem is important? And mm. I think the third one to me is really about finding joy and fulfillment mm. in the mm. things that you do, mm. right? Whether mm. it's your work life, whether it's your life mm. and your um, family. Mm. And, and if we were to take um, your second point around um, having that sense of respect and credibility and support from your peers and your loved ones. Because uh, yeah. we've, we've seen all the articles and we've seen um, different online personalities where they have a whole thing about, look, just be your authentic self. You're going to make enemies along the way. Um, not everyone's yeah. going to love your idea. So how do you yeah. find that balance, Leanne? Yeah, and, you know, this is the reason why as well I use the word uh, respected, right? Mm. Because, mm. you know, you cannot just claw after being liked all the time, mm. right? I mean, I yeah. think in my younger days, that's something that I did a <laughs> lot. And I realized yeah. that it wasn't going to work, especially yeah. when you lead a team, when you lead a company, mm. if you're going to continually claw after being liked, you're not going to end up with anywhere, right? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you have to make really tough decisions. Yeah. And so, you know, really going back then to your internal compass, right? Mm, yeah. And knowing what you want to build, right? And mm. again, going back to your ideal self, right? Where do you want to grow, right? Where do you want mm. your company to grow, right? Yeah. And really just staying true to yourself, staying true to your values. And then, you know, the, the love and respect from others mm. comes, right? Mm. And then it's also about surrounding yourself with people who mm. then share the same values as you. Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, is your husband also in the tech and uh, this space of innovation and startups and all that? Yeah. Um, so he has had a, a tech startup, a tech startup. Um, but right now he is uh, working at Amazon. Great, yeah, so great. very much in tech. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. much in tech, but more in the big corporate, the big yeah. tech um, side of things. Yeah, and and so my wife is a doctor, and she, uh, if, if you know any doctors out there, and doctors have this, I think the media portrays their lives as quite glamorous, but it's, it's hard work, right? I mean, like any profession mm. out there, um, it's hard work. But I think when you're dealing with um, actual uh, life and death, it, it makes it all the more uh, pronounced. Uh, and so, mm -hmm. and, and I, I asked a question about what your husband does, because I know like myself with my wife, and it sounds like you and your husband as well, there's a bit of like a balancing, right? Because 
Um, some of us, sometimes I find I want to shift gear in my career, yeah. whereas we've had to find that balance. And that's the other side that I find as well when I speak to all these yeah. guests on success and growth, that um, it's, it's fine to be all gung-ho and like driven. But <laughs> when you take a step back and you have to have that self-awareness, right, about, uh, look, my kids got to have their meals prepared. My wife is, yeah. you know, got to work late tonight. So there's yeah. this whole sense of balance, right? Which is all part of that growth and success story. I think, you know, just to add on to that mm. word balance, right? I think, mm. you know, if you and your significant other can mm. look at yourselves as a team, right? Yeah. And then yeah. when you make decisions, when you're planning yeah. um, for the future, when you're planning mm. um, stuff, you're, you really see it as a team. And my husband and I do this a lot, right? Yeah. So, for example, um, he she loves tech you know that's a large part of she loves tech. we started she loves tech as a not-for-profit sure. and that was something that we really wanted um yeah to for for she loves tech to be yeah. Yeah. and a large part of it our whole entire startup competition is still very much a not-for-profit because mm. there's enough barriers to women sure. being in technology yeah. and we wanted to completely remove those mm. barriers and mm. to make it free for all mm. no matter if you sat in pakistan if you sat in um in you know um canada mm, in the u.s mm. in india in nepal like it doesn't matter where you sit in the world yeah, like she yeah. loves tech we want to make it accessible and available yeah. for everybody but because of that yeah right i mean i couldn't pay myself um mm. and you know then we had to decide as a team well yeah. how are we going to finance ourselves and yeah. that's where the teamwork really comes in yeah. because you then decide together okay <laughs> this is important right yeah. that um i do so he then started working in a corporate job right sure. to provide that yeah. financial stability yeah. but then he also knows that in the future right this is going to i want to take this you yeah. know to the next level yeah that's right, right? and then roles shift right but yeah. as long as you have that teamwork mm, mm. and that perception that you're in mm. this together mm. i think it becomes then create just that natural balance that yeah. you have just described yeah and i think what you've just said um for the listeners who you're either thinking about getting involved in startups and in the space of building something or you're already there that's going to be really helpful for listeners who have just who are in that space right where they're just trying to find a sense of balance and do i think about myself do i think about us as a team so that's really powerful leanne so leanne it's been five years uh yeah and now we're in, we're in 2020, what yeah. do you do differently now compared to when you first started? Because I, I, I call myself a bit of a student of success. And I, I have this yeah. uh, belief that success always leaves clues. And so I'm always on the hunt to just learn from the brightest minds out there. So, so that's my question. What do you do differently now compared to when you first started? I'm a lot kinder on myself. <laughs> I think that's something that I've really learned along the way mm. um, for many reasons, right? Mm. I realized that just being kinder to myself, it mm. just allowed, it freed up that inner capacity and it yeah. allowed me to do so much more. Mm. It allowed me to then be kinder to others. Mm. It allowed me to take action instead yeah. of ruminating and ruminating and ruminating and mm. not doing anything about it mm. so you know that's something that's really important to me 
mm. right now um, that I've seen very differently in the past. Mm. Just, mm. you know, really be kinder to yourself. Mm. Um, and second is to take action instead of mm. inaction. Mm. What would you say to someone who asks you, how do, how, how do I deal with doubt? Right? Because I think uh, for me, um, I've been, I guess a bit about myself. So I've been in events, I've worked in Microsoft in sales, I've done some work with um, international trade, um, but a big part of my side hustle and um, just hustling in general is events and workshops and creating uh, programs, e-programs to sell on and offline. And even though I've been in the game, so to speak, for, I don't know what, eight years now, <laughs> I still wake up and I'm like, man, are people going to buy what I'm selling? How do I, you know, mm. um, uh, how, how do I deal with this weird sense of doubt, even though I've been in the game yeah. for so long and I know what I do brings value and helps people. But some days, and I think like most of us, we just wake up and think to ourselves, oh my goodness, what am I doing? So then I just go for like something stable. Yeah, so what would you say to someone who asks you, how, how do I deal with doubt? Yeah, I mean, your doubt also sounds a lot like what we call um, in psychology imposter syndrome as well. And I think a lot of people suffer from this, right? And I love that you point out because we speak a lot about this um, Mm. uh, to women Mm. um, and women have a lot of imposter syndrome. But Mm. I always tell them that actually Mm. it's it's not unique to women, that Mm. men have it as well. Um, And so the great example that I love to use is, uh, I don't know whether you're familiar with Seth MacFarlane. So one of the greatest TV writers, right? I think he's the highest paid TV writer in history, right? And he has done fantastic work, um, but he's a comedian. Mm. And every week, just like you, he asks himself, Am I, what happens if I lose being funny, right? Yeah. What happens yeah. if nobody laughs at my jokes? What yeah. happens if like I lose my great writing skills, right? Mm. And, mm. but one of the difference that I see people being successful at this and not being successful at this is really what do you do with that doubt? What yeah. do you do, you know, with yeah. that feeling yeah. of inadequacy? Yeah. Do you then take action? Do you say, okay, I'm going then to create more unique content, right? I'm going to then do a little bit more research, right? I'm going to be better prepared. Or do you say, oh my goodness, I'm so paralyzed by this doubt. Mm. I'm just going to sit back and not do anything. And so the successful people that we see really then use that, sometimes whether it's that doubt, that Mm. feelings of inadequacy to really propel them forward instead of just sitting back and not doing anything. The thing I kind of go back to that I tell myself is, uh, is a really, you know, easy equation, but do over doubt. Like whenever you doubt, just do right because that's, I find you can't outthink doubt or outplan doubt or out. Uh, outmaneuver doubt, you just kind of outdo doubt. So that's my kind of go-to self mantra that I just tell myself, look, yeah. you got to do, man. You can't just overthink this. You can't, you have um, to do. Yep. yeah, you can't just map it out and visualize. You just have to do. Um, and yeah, try so and try, right? And it's mm. like, once you try, you there's so much that you learn from just trying. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's the reason why going back to something I had said earlier, but yeah. really just action is so much more yeah. better than inaction. Because, you know, people, people regret inaction way yeah. more than they regret yeah. 
doing something and yeah. failing at it. One of the, the little activities that I do whenever I do a keynote is right at the very end, um, and you may have seen this done before in, in different iterations, but I, at the very end, my, my closing lines, I just reach into my pocket, pull up a $20 note, and I just say to the audience, audi the audience I will trade this $20 note for the, uh, to the first person who steps up onto the stage next to me and tells the rest of the team here what your goals are, what your dreams are. Oh, the, the point is to take action, right? So I'm just standing there with a $20 bill and I don't say anything else. I just let the silence kind of uh, seep in. And eventually, yeah, people start murmuring and they start elbowing each other. And sure enough, yeah. someone uh, usually just steps up and steps forwards. Mm. And I use it as a bit of a, a powerful reminder to say, look, the only difference between him or her and the rest of us is that he or her stepped up and took action. Yeah. And that usually helps to uh, helps the panic to drop in people's minds that look, talk is great, mapping and, and encouraging each other is great, but at the end of the day, we have to take action. Yeah. And you mm. know, this reminds me of something I speak a lot about, right? Mm. Which is step into the opportunity instead of stepping yeah. away of the opportunity. Yeah, right. I mean, in your case, you know, they are going to be $20 richer if they had mm. stepped into the opportunity yeah. Yeah. rather than just sit back and just like kind of wait and be fearful. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and there's so many parallels with that little quick lesson to, you know, creating and building and growing, right? So my next question, Leanne, is um, I guess a bit of a, a time travel question, right? Yeah. Um, the question is, what would you tell the 18 year old version of yourself? Mm. But given this is, uh, we're celebrating International Women's Day, uh, we're talking about, you know, uh, gender equality. So let's put that in as the context, right? So if, we, if knowing what you know now about how the world works, so to speak, and if you could go back into that time machine bubble and talk to the 18 year old Leanne, what would you tell the 18 year old you? Oh, actually, I love this question. Um, I read somewhere recently um, mm. that your best teacher is your future self. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, um, there are many things I would tell my 18-year-old mm. self. Mm. Um, one of them would be something I spoke about earlier, which is be kinder to yourself. Yeah. And I cannot stress that enough, right? Especially, yeah. you know, as we're doing this for International Women's Day. Yeah. Um, really, to other women out there, right? We mm. get in our heads so much and mm. we're so hard on ourselves, right? Mm. But if we could learn to be kinder to ourselves, yeah. right? And that it just frees up, I think, so much of that mm. self-doubt, mm. so much of that uh, anxiety that just weighs us down, right? Mm. And prevents us from doing what you and I have just talked yeah. about, which is taking action, mm. right? And getting things done. Yeah. And, you know, if I had cared less just about what people had thought, right? Mm. And just mm. thought about focusing on myself and focusing yeah. on my needs and what... Yeah. Um, I really needed at that time. I would have grown mm. so much more and so much quicker. Yeah, I don't know about you, Leanne, but I grew up in a household where mom and dad were of the school of thought that finish your studies first and then go look for a job. Whereas now mm. um, in Australia, like I've done some work in universities and when I am tutoring or lecturing students, right? And I, I, we've got the international students and then we've got the, the local domestic students. 
and just the the difference in their maturity maturity and their approach to problem solving um these the, the locals have been you know doing part-time mcdonald's work hungry jacks work since they were 15 16 17. um yeah. so it's it's kind of inbuilt in their their psyche that this is this is life right there's work there's study and there's balance whereas uh, i'm not sure about you but for myself i found that if i could kind of go back in time for myself i would tell the 18 year old delwin to go start working something part-time earlier in life because i was in that world where i did some part-time in uni but this was yeah. you know deep into university life and yeah. then my, my real first taste of life life was my first job out of uni so yeah that's kind of my my response to my own question so so i i actually have quite a different experience mm -hmm. um i since i was a kid i was very entrepreneurial Great. So I was always thinking about ways yeah. to make money, about yeah. ways to create something that I could Love sell. Um, yeah. So I remember, I mean, I was always looking at part-time yeah. gigs, part-time jobs, um, creating um, mm. stuff or bringing stuff to school so that I could sell. Uh, <laughs> and Give me an so example, Leanne. Oh like, my goodness! Like like stickers, like drawings. Oh, like... I, I I know what I used to do. I used to <laughs> buy these big candy packs, right? Oh, I love it. And yeah. I and then I used to do like a like pick out many yeah. different ones and put them into smaller packs. <laughs> oh, I love it. And so and then I used to sell those smaller packs, right? Because then they had oh, a variety dear. of things. Sure. Yeah. And and then you know when I I think when I was eighteen, I think I you know started doing my own events um, company. Yeah. And I was so inexperienced, right? Yeah. But I just did yeah. it. Yeah. Right. And I think that that is true, that entrepreneurial mindset, right? Mm. Um, and, you know, like we, there's a great place called the Young Founders School that I mentor mm. at. And mm. this is what they teach kids from yeah. uh, age 11 to 18. They teach them yeah. about how to create that entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah which is yeah. so important for kids yeah. nowadays. Yeah. And, and again, um, one of the, the lessons there is that we, we have this collection of experiences where we can draw from different parts of our journey to use whatever experiences and to kind of respect and honor our past um, and apply those lessons into the present, right? Yeah. Um, Leanne, I, in my research, I also saw that you recently attended the Obama's Leadership Program. Uh, yes. This was early on in the year. Um, and uh, let me just, I guess, again, pick your brains about what were the key yes. learnings from that program? You know, not everyone gets to be part of that prestigious program. Um, but one of the, what were some of the, the key highlights for you? Yeah, um, I think for me, when Michelle Obama came to speak with us, like yeah. I was floored, right? Uh, she's <laughs> such a formidable force. Um, mm. And, you know, there's so many things I learned from her. But mm. the key one that I learned from her was she said, we plan work all the time. Mm. But why is it that we don't plan joy? Right. right. And that's yeah. something that I've yeah. really taken to heart. You yeah. know, I, I think there's so many points in my life that I felt so overwhelmed and yeah. so burnt out. Yeah. And I'm just like, if I had been able to plan joy earlier in my life, mm. that mm. that really would have helped me so much. Yeah, that's powerful.
Yeah, and and so yeah. this this was a collection of um, um, go getters from around the world, yeah. Yeah. So uh, this was um, we were selected to be Obama leaders, um, and mm. this was their inaugural Asia Pacific edition. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was fantastic. I mean, mm. one of the things that I really um, appreciated was just the type of leaders that yeah. they had brought into this. Yeah. I mean, so we had 200 of us from yeah. all around Asia Pacific, you know, mm -hmm. from Hawaii and Guam, all the way to yeah. Southeast Asia, um, yeah. to Australia and New Zealand. And mm. it, these people are superheroes, right? Mm. And they're all superheroes in their own communities. That's great. Um, and it was just amazing to see the kind of work that they were doing. Amazing mm. to hear their stories yeah. um, and just to learn from them. Yeah. The key theme for the whole entire convening was about values-based leadership. Nice. Um, and that's something that is very dear to me because yeah. I believe a lot in, you know, going back to your values, going mm. back to what, you know, you believe in and then yeah. leading from yeah. that value. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, Leanne, as we draw to a bit of a close, I've got a few more questions, but I was just scrolling and someone has an, a question. This is Anjali Grover. Uh, how, do you how do you decrease your anxiety? What works mm. for you? Mm. Yeah, so how would you respond to that? You know, I have so many friends that do meditation. Mm. Um, I actually, so I'm a trained psychologist, mm. um, and I actually use a lot of different psychological tools. Mm. One of the one of the ones that I use the most um, is really called uh, resource installation and bilateral stimulation. Wow. So this is um, this is it's it has to do a lot with tapping if people mm. are familiar with that and go and look it up right mm. and there's a great video that i can send you to just bring down that level of anxiety almost mm. immediately and it's just mm. getting in touch with a place that you find peaceful right mm. that place that you find really calming and just visualizing that right visualizing mm. the sounds the smells you know what you're seeing Mm. right who's around you and then using bilateral mm. tapping to mm. really just tap that in mm. Mm. what's your sense Leanne because uh, and look there may or may not be a, a right or wrong answer to this but does anxiety impact men or women more what's your sense mm. like um, from your observations and from your interactions with, with people yeah Anxiety impacts everybody, um, mm. both men and women. I think mm. just like the imposter syndrome, I think men and women handle anxiety differently. Yeah. Um, again, I realize that when women have anxiety, they actually step away from things. Mm. Um, so they end up with more inaction. Mm. Whereas for men, their anxiety actually fuels them forward, right? Their anxiety mm. pushes them to do yeah. more things, pushes them yeah. to say like, okay, you know, I, I am lacking in these things, right? Mm. So I'm going to then learn these items and get yeah. those things done. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, I love um, Sheryl Sandberg's book, uh, Lean In, which kind yeah. of uh, ties with, with, with what you're saying, how come moments of crisis, you know, is again, that fork in the road, right? Do I lean away or do I lean in and deal yeah. with things? Yeah. Um, all right, Leanne, I'm respectful of your time, but I've got a couple more questions. And I like to ask my guests to 
give a bit of homework to the listeners because it's one yes. thing to talk about things in, in theory, but uh, what homework should me and should the listeners uh, put into place and to apply? Like, do you have any homework for, for us, Leanne? Yeah. Well, huh, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, but I think a simple thing that you can do, right, is mm. just to start kind of having a notebook, right, yeah. where yeah. you can start journaling about mm. the things that you're learning about yourself, yeah. right, the things that you are feeling anxious. We talked a lot of today about anxiety. Mm. We talked a lot about imposter syndrome, yeah. doubt, you mm. know, just list those things, right? And, you know, start to then ask yourself, right, like, where is this coming from, mm. right? And then say to yourself, okay, this in this month, right, this is the one area that I want to work mm. on, mm. right? And really get deep, right? Really do a lot of self-reflection. Mm. Ask yourself, especially now that I think a lot of things have slowed down because mm. of this global epidemic with the coronavirus, mm. um, it really gives us an opportunity to do things mm. like this, right? To take, mm. to slow down, to reflect, to yeah. work on ourselves, right? And yeah. so if there's anything for 2020 that I would love your listeners to do, it's just to really start um, taking that journal, working, start having an itemized list of the things that mm. you want to work on mm. and do it right mm. take action mm. <laughs> do it work on it and this you would uh, you know you will find it so rewarding at the end yeah. of the year having yeah. been able to work through some of the things that have been holding you back mm. well Yen, it is march 2020 uh, what's next for you? Because we have what um, what nine months left in the year plus minus. Yep. Uh, what's next for She Loves Tech? How can people follow along on the journey? Um, yeah, what what's next? Um, so many things. Um, <laughs> we are very very excited. This year we're going to be launching a lot of different online content as yeah. well. Um, we've been able to identify the top challenges mm. that hold women entrepreneurs back, and yeah. so we will be releasing that um, throughout the year. Uh, also, um, come April, come May, we're starting mm. um, our uh, global startup competition again. So Love please it. look out for that, and please do send it to uh, friends you know and help us to invite more women entrepreneurs mm. to to really help bring their businesses to the next level mm. Mm. Is, is the best way just to look up the website she loves tech or yes. the social so or... look at the website um, she loves tech.org um, stay in touch with us via mm. Instagram at she loves tech um, via Facebook at she loves tech org um, and also I do a lot of um, updates and stuff through my own um, Instagram mm. page so please follow my handle if you're not already doing so uh, my handle is Leanne Robes any plans for Australia, Leanne? Like any events yes. coming up or, yeah, so, yeah, yeah tell so me. So we are, we're, we're actually planning uh, to launch this year, Australia. Yeah. We're really excited about that. Australia has been on list for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we are, um, we're, we're really gearing up to bring mm. um, our content, to bring She Loves Tech uh, to Australia and to add that to Great. our list. And it's going to be really exciting. Well, Liam, thank you so much for your, for your time, for your insights, for your advice, for your strategies and suggestions. 
um, it's, it's going to really be useful to the listeners and even myself I've learned so much in the last 45 minutes already so thank you Leanne thank you thanks for having me alright thanks Leanne Great. see ya thanks Owen bye bye okay folks there you go thank you Leanne for your time and for your insights um, around She Loves Tech and what She Loves Tech is up to for uh, your just practical insights into the journey of uh, an entrepreneur, uh, specifically for women entrepreneurs. Um, today is the 10th of March, 2020. A few days ago, we celebrated International Women's Day, so this is very timely. But folks, there you go. Um, stay in touch with me. Find me on all the socials. Look me up at Hey Delwin. If you'd like to send me an email, send it to heydelwin at gmail.com. And I guess last but not least, do me a solid, rate, subscribe, and review my podcast. That's going to do me a lot of help, okay? Well, folks, we'll leave you there for now. Thank you so much for tuning in. I wish you well. I wish you every success. Take care. God bless. And remember to back yourself. Goodbye for now.